Welcome to the Peace Church D Group Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Perry, the mobilization pastor and D Group leader at Peace Church. I'm here with Aaron Pierce, our multiplication pastor and leader of our discipleship ministry. This podcast is a resource to encourage, equip, and empower D Group leaders to lead their D Groups well. Welcome back to the D Group Leaders Podcast. This is episode five. Uh, the next three episodes, we're going to cover practical issues related to getting a D group started. Today's episode in particular, we will focus on how to find people for your group. It's important for a couple reasons. One, we want to make sure we try and get the right people into our groups that will commit and multiply. And also, many times people just don't know where to look to find people. So Aaron, with that being said, man, how do we find people for our D group? surprisingly, if you're listening, you may be somebody here that's like, that's not been my issue, but we actually had a ton of people that this is their, one of their biggest questions with D groups. Okay. Like I'm with you. I want to do this, but where do we get started? Uh, So this is an important thing to answer. And we just want to give you three practical tools. All right, Brad, this is going to blow your mind. This first one, you're never going to see this coming. You ready? I think so. (laughs) Number one is pray, right? Just blew my own mind. Mind blown. (laughs) in all seriousness right like i know we take that for granted um but really jesus actually tells us um in the gospel of luke he says the harvest is plentiful there uh, the labors are few therefore pray to lord the harvest it's like he lays out this problem that there's this massive need to go and make disciples and reach people and our instinct is to go okay well let's get a team let's go and his first step was pray first Mm -hmm. And so I can't overstate the importance of praying and specifically don't just make it generic. Say, God, like make it very clear. Who do you want me to disciple? And if there are people you're already considering asking, still pray about those names. I've been surprised at the very first D group I did. I had a list of six names and four of them I'm thinking, uh, and I was only going to pick four, obviously, to keep my group at five, but I assumed two would drop out automatically. And ironically, Two of the four that I thought were definitely going to do it said no, and the two that I thought would drop out said yes, and they ended up being really faithful. But I prayed over those names, and God made it clear, you know, this is what I want to do. And so um, I'd strongly encourage the first step, of course, is pray. So number two, on a more practical level, like here's something I actually can do. Obviously, you can pray, but um, in the more tangible stuff that we can do, number two is just know what kind of people to look for. Mm -hmm. It's really important that you don't just assume anybody and everybody wants to do a D group. Um, Because I don't know about you, Brad, but not everybody wants to do a D group that I ask. Right. (laughs) And so there's some that don't want to engage. And so here's a simple acronym that we use to help explain what kind of people you're looking for. And I'll I'll make sure we say this is an acronym, not literal, uh, but it's easy to remember. And so what you're looking for is spiritually fat people. That's F-A-T is the acronym. Okay, so what you're telling me is this. So if I'm looking for people in my group, I need to walk up to somebody at church and say, you know what, I want you to be in my D group because you're fat. (laughs) Probably wouldn't be the best way to approach it. Uh, This is internal use only, right? Like you're using this acronym to help yourself. (laughs) But I just got that image in my head of what that would be like. So there's the first step. So spiritually fat people, what what does F-A-T stand for? Yeah, so the F stands for faithful. Um, that is, are they faithful to stay committed? Are they willing to commit to your D group for the long time, for the long term? Because D groups are not something that's short. It's going to be, you know, nine months to a year to 18 months, something along those lines, depending on 
reading plan and just what you feel is best for your group. And so you may have somebody that's like, I'm all in to do this for a month, but you got to ask them, are you willing to do this for about a year, right? And so are they faithful? Number two, or this other part of the acronym um, is the A, available. And here's something this is, this one's the most frustrating. Yep. It's just, does your schedules meet to allow yourself to uh, meet together? Do your schedules work, right? Is this a good season for them to do it? This would be, you know, the equivalent of if you just, if you're asking somebody that's ready for discipleship, but they just had a baby and maybe they just need a few weeks off or, and maybe that doesn't mean they, you know, can't do it. It's just for the next couple months or something like that. Right. And, and so I want to know that on the front end, or if they had a job change or something of that nature where they need a little bit of a, a season to kind of get ready for that, you want to make sure they're available. Yeah. I had that situation just with this last group I have. Had three guys that were all interested, wanting to do it, but work schedules just wouldn't allow it. So two of them, the work schedule was fine. The other one, um, it ruled them out. So unfortunately, that other person couldn't join the D group. But I'm hoping in the future to get that guy plugged in with a, a different D group for sure. But, yeah, I, I experienced that with my current D group where schedules just didn't allow uh, them to come together. And this one's frustrating, right? Cause For sure. Because faithful is really their commitment. Available is not even their fault, right? right. And, and I think a good thing to remind yourself, because I've actually felt this burden with people in my personal life group that can't do it when I can, um, and I feel like, man, I'm letting them down. It's just a reminder God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. And if he wanted the schedules to work out so that we could do it together, he would. I, and, and otherwise, he's got something else planned for him. He's got somebody else there. And so... Just trusting in that will help you not feel discouraged when that comes up. And then the last part of the acronym, um, you've got faithful, available, and the last part is teachable. Um, so here's this one's really important because this one's subtle. And the unfortunate thing about this, unless you have a relationship with somebody prior to, you're not going to find this out maybe until early on. Right. And so this may not be something you find out until a month into your group, and you really need to really consider, is this the right person? Because if somebody is not teachable, they're not going to get the benefit of the D group or they're going to try to turn it into something else because they want to make it about what they want. So essentially, a question you want to ask yourself is, are they willing to be challenged and learn or do they just want to make it all about what they want it to be? For example, a really good practical thing is a lot of people like the part of the scripture reading, um, the hear journals, things like that. And so um, they will like that because maybe they're used to Bible study. But the D group is more than just that portion. It's accountability, it's scripture memory, there's other parts of it. And even the Hear Journal itself really harps on the application. And so you may have somebody in your group that they just want to meet together and talk about all the knowledge they have in the Bible and hijack the meetings into a theological discussion on whatever they feel like versus the accountable, let's talk about what God's Word saying to me type of thing. And in that way, they're not being teachable in the moment. Uh, or they're just hard-headed and they don't like to have to do. They may say, well, I want to do this group, but I ain't doing no journals. I'm not doing scripture memory. That kind of thing is some red flags to look out for. And so just as you think back through that, you're looking for spiritually fat people. When you find those people, you will kind of see maybe they're right for um, somebody that wants discipleship, somebody who's going to be faithful, that's available and teachable. Here's a key. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Brad, but how do you know if somebody is spiritually fat or not like how do you find that out you don't find that out until you have a relationship and see them in those moments so like there's people that you feel like they're probably faithful and then maybe as you start your d group like all of a sudden 
continually they're not doing their hear journals and then you find out or they're not coming to meetings where you didn't know that two months ago but then all of a sudden you're seeing that uh, I've, I've seen people that they've been faithful to like come to services or even serve in different areas but then when it comes to the d group they're not right i would have never known that you know beforehand um teachable like you said man you learn that one as you go yeah and i think it's important to give yourself grace because a lot of people have never ever entered into this deep of a relationship with other believers. And so you may have assumed somebody was a lot further along spiritually mm-hmm. than what they were. And that's okay. You know, you, to you, they thought, you thought maybe they were spiritually uh, faithful, available, and teachable. But when you get in the trenches with them, it doesn't turn out that way. And the cool thing is God will mold them and potentially it can still work out. Um, we have an entire episode coming up about how to deal with issues related to commitment and what happens when they're not faithful and that kind of stuff. But we'll table more of that then, but just know that's who you're looking for. So just to recap so far, how to find people for your group, pray about it, know what kind of people you're looking for. That is spiritually faithful, available, and teachable people. And then the third and final thing is to hand out the D group overview sheet to prospective group members. This is actually something that we just redesigned. If you are listening to this and you've been in the first couple years of us doing the training, we provided what was called the group information packet. It was like three or four pages that had a longer explanation. Um, And what we've created now is a one sheet quick summary of what the D group is. So when you find somebody that you might think is good for your group, hand that to them, let them ask them to pray about it so that that way they at least know what they're getting into, and then you can give them more detailed information if they say, sure, I would like to know more about this. That way it just helps you vet because you don't want to start your group before they know what they're getting into. You want to give them that preview ahead of time. Uh, we're going to put that in the show notes or the details in this podcast episode uh, so you can click on that and check it out when you look at that. Awesome, man. So as we wrap this up, that's that's how to find the people for your D group. So where do you find those D group members? Right. Yeah, so you can know all those facts, but one of the big questions we get is, okay, that's great. Where are they? Mm-hmm. Um, three simple places that you can think on a very practical level that we all have in our lives. Number one is your life group. Um, you know, I realize maybe if you're listening, you've not been a part of a life group or you're not currently in one for the season. And that's okay. Like, we realize that there's going to be times that you can or can't do it. In fact, my wife and I is about to have a baby, so we're looking at what does that look like for us, you know, coming up. Uh, But overall, in general, a life group is a great place to find those people because you've already built a relationship with them. And if you've been in a life group as a listener, you know that one of the things we do is we we actually used to call it D-group meetings, but now we call it uh, breakouts. And that's where we separate the guys and the girls. About every four to five weeks we do this. We separate guys and girls and have more in-depth conversations. And so what that actually allows you to do if you're in a life group that you've done that, you really get to know the other guys or the other girls in your group to that. And maybe that points out to you who are those spiritually faithful, available, teachable people, who are the people that I can grow with. And some of the best opportunities I've had in my D groups came out of people that I saw that wanted to grow, needed to grow um, out of my life group. So that's one. Um, Number two is just people you serve with. One of the reasons we encourage serving with others, in fact, even the way we say it in our church map is serve uh, serve in ministry with others, right? And so the whole idea is if you love serving kids and you're serving in kingdom kids, if you're a greeter, you're obviously with the other greeters, things like that, 
you just build relationships with those mm-hmm. people over time, you're more than likely going to serve with some of the same people over and over. And so as you do that and you think about um, those people that you know, maybe those are people that you could ask to be in your D group. You know, pray about it. If they're interested, that would be a great opportunity uh, as well. And then lastly is just your coworkers or neighbors. You know, you may not even be 100% sure where they stand with God, and this may be an opportunity for them to either take their faith seriously for the first time or they've been looking for it. Maybe they're looking for a church or something of that nature, uh, or they're just a Christian like you that you know that they're a believer. They just need some of that accountability. And so people you work with, neighbors, that can all be easy places to find um, people to look for. One other thing I do want to say on this as we kind of wind down uh, this first part of how to start your group, and we'll have a couple more coming up that gets into, okay, once you start, what does it look like, and how do you best transition, because how you start a group will define what it becomes. Uh, But one of the things I want to encourage you is don't think that this is just for people that are spiritually immature. For one, um, you know, we may have a—we have a lot of people in our church that are spiritually mature, but they either don't feel comfortable or don't know how to make a disciple— And so you bringing them into your D group actually is a training mechanism for them that allows them to finally say, hey, I hear we talk about this all the time at Peace Church, but now that you've brought me into a D group, I have a practical way to do it. So don't just assume this has to be people that are like immature, that need growth. It could be your friends. It could be people that's been in church with you for a long time, and it actually will just be an equipping method for them. Um, And obviously they'll benefit from it, but you know, that may be what God has for them. So just a reminder on that as well, as you look for who uh, to find for your group and where do you find them. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. So very practical episode of how to find people for your D group. So just a refresher, number one, first step is to pray about it. Ask God about maybe some people that are in your life group, people you've got relationships with. Begin praying through uh, them. Also, just looking for those spiritually fat people, those people that are faithful, they're available, they're teachable. And then just having them look at that that overview sheet, the D group overview sheet, because that'll that'll help answer some questions for them. Am I ready uh, to commit to this? And then you know, look in your life group, look at those you're serving with, look at those coworkers and neighbors that you're building Christ center relationships with. Great places to to find life group or D group people. Uh, awesome! Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will see you next week.